This is Earspoon, your home for the shit you're thinking anyway. Hey everybody, this is Fish. And this is Steve. Welcome to the Earspoon. Brought Thank to you. you. You're welcome. <laughs> Brought to you by Mocha Joe's, the fine, fine coffee roasters. Uh, Yay, Mocha that, Joe's. That, uh, that supply us with our caffeine each and every week, and we thank them for it. And they provide a lovely space in downtown Brattleboro for bohemians and tourists alike. They provide delicious coffee, jobs for people, good things. Good things. Only good things. Only good things. That's it. That's all we could say about that right at I this point. Let's leave it right there. Thanks. Right there. Boom. All right. We'll, we'll lawn dart that one and move on. Right. Very grateful to to. To uh, Pierre and Ellen and yep. all of Mocha Joe's all of Mocha sponsors Joe's. Yep. program. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Couldn't do it without you. Uh, online at mochajoes.com. All right. So uh, Amy Coney, uh, sounds like a, a ride Barrett. at Coney Island, yeah, yeah. Um, is, uh, has, has been installed uh, as uh, our, our, to replace Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I think it's, uh, you know, I think it's, yeah, I think it's awful. Um, and then... Um, so that that is the one thing that is kind of which is seemingly getting lost in the election cycle. I mean, I think we all knew the minute that Mitch McConnell and his evil band of merry men were going to like <laughs> force this one down everybody's throat. I think we knew that he had the votes to do it. So there was going to be no way to stop it. Um, and then to literally turn around and make it somehow Joe Biden's fault. Right. Yeah. Where Joe Biden, are you going to stack the courts? Uh, right. And, right. And I just wish I just wish that he could have just turned to the camera and go. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How you like me? No, no. Here you I go. Like assholes. <laughs> Elections have consequences. We are yeah. living the 2016 consequences right now. Well, Minus 225,000 of us are living the consequences right now. So yeah. when I am elected in 2020, guess what? It'll be my show. Guess what? Right. We'll swing, we'll, we'll swing the Senate my way, and guess what? Right. You know? But I will say this to you, too. You know, well, there's, a, there's eight layers to it. But uh, one... The idea that somebody could protest so-called court packing to say, well, that would be an unfair advantage to your party mm -hmm. while doing what they just did, while which court was packing. an unfair advantage to their party. On a precedent again, that they sent. Exactly right. And so we also, we're not only living in a time where, where science is, is up for discussion, facts are up for discussion, hypocrisy and blatant contradictions have no moral value to these people. So you can do two opposite things at the same time and call them both okay. Right. And but I would also suggest this, and this is you know my, I don't know. I'll, I'll just say it, and then we'll figure figure out where it goes. Uh, this only exists because of the placid, flaccid, spineless opposition party called the Democratic Party. This is a forty-year problem. This has been ongoing since Clarence fucking Thomas yeah, uh, and be before that even. And the way these things have shook out is abominable. I will tell you my favorite and least favorite 
Supreme Court, Supreme Court nomination story, our esteemed senior Senator Patrick Leahy, a former prosecutor himself, the head of the Judiciary Committee at the time, was in charge of the committee. Well, to, wait, wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. You're leaving some stuff out, though. What, what, what? He was in a couple he, of Batman movies. Right. Okay. Right. Don't You're forget right. the important stuff. I did, All right. right. I did, yeah. I, my, I didn't imply the asterisk enough, but yeah. <laughs> uh, so as the head of the Judiciary Committee investigating uh, John Roberts, who now sits as the chief justice of this Supreme Court, when he evaded and avoided and lied and did everything to not say who he was, Pat Leahy famously said, I wish I had it verbatim, but it was something to the effect of, well, you haven't really answered any of our questions. I guess I'm just going to have to trust you. Now, that is a leading Democrat who's been in the Senate since 1976, yep. a former prosecutor as the head of the Judiciary Committee, when a man like John Roberts comes on the other side of Rehnquist to say, I'd like to be a Supreme Court, Court Justice, is actively evasive and actively avoids telling the truth. And the large, you know, way up there in ranking Democrat says, I guess I'm just going to have to trust you. This is how we are this. Nancy Pelosi tearing up speeches and wagging her finger. This is not an opposition party. This is a lay down and die party. And you know this is why here, we're here. Let, let me just push back on that a little bit, even though I don't want to push back on it a lot, because I have the same problem with the Democrats as you have with the Democrats. And I, I, I've always thought that they try to approach things as you and I try to approach them. Through, through civil conversation, you, you do your battles with pen and paper and you try to convince people um, how, how what they're thinking is not necessarily correct and the best fitting way to do that. And you try to sort of, but we live in a world right now that doesn't respond to that, that, that calls it a snowflake, that does that. So you literally have to put on new boots and bury your boot heel inside yep. of ass in order to get things done. And right. so, you know, the Nancy Pelosi tearing of the speech, it's a nice, it's not a nice tweetable meme. Don't get me wrong. I Performative bullshit. I, I, you can say whatever you want, but I appreciated the fact that she did that right when she did it, right after the speech. But you're right. It's just, it's in the ethos now. It doesn't matter. It didn't move the needle. It didn't do a fucking thing other nope. than just to make, just to come close, close to showing some sort of testicular fortitude that we're capable of doing that. But after you tear that speech up, then you have to, like, engage your entire Democratic body and go to fucking war. And they're incapable of doing that. They are incapable of rolling their sleeves up and getting down and dirty. This, this, is, how, this is how we ended up in, in a four-year term with Trump. I know. This is what I mean. Picking and, uh, three. I'm sorry, but even... Right. But Nancy Pelosi and the rest of the of the so-called Democratic leadership should have been impeaching this man from the first caged child. Yeah. That was in the first year. But they didn't do a goddamn thing about it, knowing these were fascists until, oh, they they went after Joe Biden. We better impeach him. This whole Russian thing, blah, 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 because you couldn't be offended enough by the idea that you have concentration camps at the border. But no, when it actually comes He's taking a shot at a potential presidential candidate and his son. Well, that's a bridge too far. Right. You know, and here's the other thing I don't understand either. When, you know, I, I'm looking up and, and I'm I am I'm listening to Trump during the debate. Talk to Joe about hiding in a basement. 
and about you know being in here and doing that and doing this. And I'm thinking to myself, if if I were Joe Biden, I would just be looking at him going, bunker, yeah. bunker. You know, yeah. I mean, what 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 prevents us from? And you know what? As much as I think Michelle Obama is a wonderful human being and has a lot to contribute to to our uh, emotional well-being as a country, the when when they go low, we go high. Um, yeah, it's a great sentiment, and I think that both yeah. you and I can agree that that's it. But when somebody's punching you repeatedly in the face, yeah. Yeah. At some point in time, you have to fucking put your forearms up and stop the blows from hitting directly into your face. Right. And, and self-defense and and allows for right. more than a little lean in. And frankly, this is we have been in a self-defense posture since Ronald fucking Reagan. Yeah. And, and when I, you know, so Nancy Pelosi, who, you know, performatively says I'm against this camp, this uh, this administration and um, blah, 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 blah. This 80, 80 year old millionaire who won't even uh, debate her own challenger uh, is now dictating policy and saying, oh, I'm against Trump and then signs off on the largest military budget in U.S. history. Fuck you, performative Nancy. It's time for you to go. Yeah. So but the, I mean, you know what that I mean? that So you're just taking out that one piece. That's uh, just one thing. I, there's a thousand. Of I, them. I know. But I mean, just in that bill that she signed, there's probably 500 things in there that she needed. Or didn't right. need, but in order to do that, you have to nail. You have to pick which hand you want to nail to the cross. Oh, I understand and, the nature of legislating. I understand that it's well, not yeah, all I mean, clean. Well, I mean, but that, that's inherently wrong. But anyway, bringing it back to so we're recording this, and a week from today, people will be the few people that are, are remaining that have not uh, dropped their ballots off or mailed them in or, or done whatever. I have not. Will will be well? Please do that. Oh, I'm doing it election day. Yes. Are you? Yep. Okay. Yeah. So, absolutely. Um, you know the the millions and millions and what are they? Seventy one million people have have mailed in their ballots. I don't know, but it's breaking all kinds of records, it's for shattering sure. records. And of course, we know when there's big voter turnout, that usually favors Democratic candidates. Yes, right. That that's pretty pretty well established. Yeah. So you know, let, let let's hope that that happens this time around. But there's been things like in this campaign that have bugged the shit out of me that that have not come up. Um, you know, Trump made a comment in the last debate, you know, well, you got to convince him, Joe. You got to talk him into it. And where was Joe? <laughs> where's where was Joe's comment when he said, well, you know, so when the Senate impe- impeached you, how did that tu- how did that turn out? Mm-hmm. You know, didn't you didn't you talk? But there has been no mention that we are it's running an impeached an president, president <laughs> to be the next fucking president. Right. Where is that message? That's what I mean. Like this is a, a this is a Keystone Cops version of the Democratic Party. This is also the same party, and I don't want to harp on them. It's not really what we're focused on. But this is the same party during their own national convention that had to be, you know, obviously altered. They were going to shut out the progressive icon AOC, who is a hero to many, a hero to the left. Instead of bringing in the left and Bernie supporters to say, "Hey, Democratic Party's a big tent." We hear you. What you progressives have to say, even if you're paying lip service, they didn't even want her speaking. So Bernie Sanders had to go to bat. So she got 60 fucking seconds. This future of the le- leadership of the Democratic Party. Who gets 20 minutes? John Kasich, former Republican governor, former Republican presidential candidate. 20 minutes. So what on earth is a Democratic Party that does not see the you future? You know, I, I agree with you, but th- this is a lot of the things that, that I look at constantly, 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 like reading, like, why did that happen? Why did that happen? Why did that happen? 
What yeah. is it? What's the trend? Why does AOC only get 60 seconds when when a guy like John Kasich gets 20 minutes? Why? Right. Well, because you know why? The optics are better for a Republican to be out. They are. They're better for, for. No. Now, listen to me. Listen you to didn't, me. They, nobody can see me making my what? I know. So <laughs> the um, the optics are better for a John Kasich to talk to the middle America, and I use that with big air quotes because I don't even know what the fuck it means anymore, um, no. <laughs> to have a, 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 a moderate centrist Republican yeah. talking down about a Republican. So the right. optics on it. that are cleaner. Now, would I rather listen to AOC talk for 20 minutes? Absolutely. But then my, my vote is already cast. I've already chosen my side. I've never left my side. But here's the thing. But here's the thing. You say the Democratic Party rightfully should be addressing middle America centrist voter. And by doing that, we do Republican light, which is weird to think. Instead, we look at a bunch of people, a lot of progressives, Bernie Sanders followers who feel alienated, shut out, no Medicare for all. Eighty eight percent of Democrats want Medicare for all. Sixty nine percent of all Americans want Medicaid for all. And the Democratic Party puts forward two people who say, no, we're against that. So this alienates the left. If they had said, hey, leftists, we get it. We're trying to include you, even if it was just symbolic, to have some bone thrown to say, hey, leftists, we're your party as well. Instead, they're basically like, ah, fuck you. We don't need you. You know, that's what they said in 2016, and look what happened. If, if right, exactly. Right now, we should be talking about the re-election strategy for Bernie Sanders, because I have no doubt in my mind if the DNC had advanced the right person to run up against this Damn fucking right. munted shit show that we have he'd right be running now, running away with it. He'd be he be and he was double digits. He is. He is now even, and I think, it, and I hadn't looked at the numbers in a while, but I think he is now in better standing than where Joe Biden is now. I don't doubt it. Joe Biden is not even a candidate; he's just a placeholder. And my feeling and, at this, and what my ha- feeling? Go ahead. I was just going to say, my feeling at this point is, it, the damage has been done, and the Democratic Party, as far as I'm concerned, other than local people that I respect as individuals. I'm not going to punish them for being a member of the Democratic Party, but I will never vote for the Democratic Party again on a, in a, nas- on a national ticket, you know, on a, on a presidential election. I won't do it because of their behavior. I'm sorry. At some point, if you have no quarter and no leverage as a progressive or a leftist in this country and nowhere to go in a two-party system, and they basically said for all intents and purposes, yeah, fuck you, we don't need you, the answer is good, then don't need me. You don't get my vote. It, it, it is something that we have to work on. And I think we talked about this in the last pod when we when we talked about like the job like uh, that, that the Tea Party did. Right. Slowly right. installing yeah, yeah. people at a local level and then rising them up through the ranks. And it takes a long time to force that change. And now you've got some of that crazy run in the country. You know, right. I, and then we've got progressives. We got a, a, a skew, the you know, 30 and below skew hard to the left socialist, democratic socialist, progressive leftist. And the Democratic Party, looking at the future, says, yeah, let's go with the really old centrist guy that voted for the Iraq war. Jesus fucking Christ. And then you got Obama intervening and making <clears> phone <throat> calls. Anyway, this is all water under the bridge. Here we are a week away. This is what we have. But I'm saying if I hear one more person say, well, let's just get him elected and push him to the left, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. Because it has never, ever, 
ever occurred in and, U.S. history. And, and who's to say that that Joe Biden might won't be the first? I don't think he will. You know, no, it hasn't got I, I it think, in it. I think Joe Biden is going to afford us four years to figure out who to run in four fucking years. Because yeah, that's what's de- going to happen. He's not going to run for president again at 82 years old. No. But the Republicans will then be saying, which of the more competent fascists should we be assembling for, for our run? And they have quite a large following of fucking Nazis. Now, I will. I'm going to push back on that a little bit because I've been kind of I've been sort of watching how many people are running like the rats jumping into the water off this burning ship. Right. Who yeah. who are trying to create as much as much distance between uh, him and Trump, who is uh, Collins from Maine. I mean, look look at her vote. Her, I think she's going to abs- lose. Oh, she's going to lose. Good, because she's fucking erratic. But her abstention on the right. uh, on the vote, you know. Oh, she abstained? I thought she voted no. I th- you know uh, what? I thought she abstained. What an asshole. So That's I, even worse. I can't. You know what? I, I thought it was an abstention. I thought I read that somewhere. Um, <laughs> so. Oh, my know. God. She is a mess. She really she's- is. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I mean, all that is um, all that is for her is just a way to try to get reelected. Exactly right. Oh, it's so craven, you know, and cynical. But I think she's going to lose Sarah Gideon all the way. Speaker of the House. Yep. You know, it's she speaker, I think, in Maine. Uh, yeah. Susan Collins is a nightmare. And she's the reason Kavanaugh's on the freaking Supreme. No, Court she too. voted against. I'm sorry. She did. She voted against. Uh, right. I just looked that up. All right, I thought for At some reason that's a little more ballsy. Yeah, a little bit. But all that is is just that that's just a that's just a ploy to get elected. Now the fact of the matter was if she's if she's five points up in Maine, if she's five points up, then she's gonna uh, she's gonna vote with her party. Yeah. Well. Well. Wait. Who is? Collins. Sarah Gideon is. No, oh, Collins, Collins is. Yeah. She's. I mean. Yeah. I got nothing good to say about her. She's done. I'm Look. hoping she's done. I'm hoping Lindsey Graham is done. Oh my oh, God, am I hoping Lindsey Graham is fucking done. awesome, wouldn't it? And you know what? Even the, even the Mitch McConnell race is close. Not close enough. No. And Booker would have kicked 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 his ass, I think. But yeah. again, the Democrats went for the centrist, you know, the Republican light candidate in Kentucky. That's a calculus. It's too bad because she's a terrible candidate. Well, it doesn't matter. It looks like Lindsey Graham is bruising from the inside out. So maybe he'll. <laughs> oh, you mean McConnell? McConnell is. What did I just say? You said Lindsey Graham. Oh, no, 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 no. McConnell. McConnell, right, right. Joking there somewhere. So, yeah, there really is. All right, so listen, I think if we've learned anything, elections have consequences. Hopefully this election has the consequence of calming the fucking planet down a little bit. Hopefully. I don't hold out a whole lot of hope. And hopefully when we meet next Tuesday and talk and it's election day, we're not uh, any closer to thinking about what happens if this syndicate of crime uh, does not honor the, the... results of the election and and it's a coup so people need to be thinking about what do you do then because right. general strike and shutting the fucking thing down is i think the only option yeah you know yeah how's your economy now mm-hmm. yeah right yeah crush that, that that seems to be what you're you're concerned about all right well we'll yeah. just we'll stick a needle in it there or a pin in it there and uh we'll uh we'll talk to you on the day of days Thanks, Mocha Joe's, for sponsoring our fine, fine podcast. And all your all your awesome cafe with, yeah. with the well-paid workers and all of that. Yeah. Anyway, we're we're making fun, but like we we just want to put out our publicly put out our support for Mocha Joe's, who sponsors this program and is a long-standing uh, cafe and roaster in this town. Uh, who's going through some weirdness right now with yep. some staff who we both think are acting like children. They so. and, and and they are. 
Uh, and these are these are people who wander the globe, making sure that people get their fair share. I know. Just so, I just know. so we're clear. And you, the uh, man, and you, the man, you, you do it, you do it now. <laughs> All right. So thank you, Boca Joe's, for once again sponsoring the Ear Spoon, where you can find it wherever you download your favorite podcasts, or go to theearspoon.com. I've been Fish. I've been Steve. We'll talk to you on Doomsday. I mean, Election Day. <laughs> right on. All right, buddy. See you. Bye. This is the Ear Spoon with Fish and Steve. Ooh, wow.